FM 102.9, 105.9, AM 1310 on your smart speaker. It is News Talk KZRG. Peter Thiel. Steve Scott. And Ted Bohorquez. He's the congressman who serves southwest Missouri. He's also our friend, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Burleson. Good morning, congressman. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. It's uh, ready for a big weekend. I'm guessing you're in district. Yes. It's great to be here. And uh, we've had we had we had a really good week having meetings in district. And so it's just it's nice to get refreshed. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Now, when do you go back to go back to D.C.? I go after next week. Okay, so you got another week to spend time with the family. Yes. Excellent. Well, that's like a win win. So it's uh, it's it's all good. Well, obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, there, you know, there's been discussions about needed extra funding for FEMA uh, because of all the because of what happened with the California hurricane, uh, the fires in Maui and now Florida. Uh, it's uh, where uh, do we actually need more funding for FEMA? I don't think so. Um, I think we talked about this last week that. I'm a big proponent of the private sector stepping up. I think that they do a much better job than FEMA does or any government entity. I, you know, for example, Convoy of Hope here in Southwest Missouri, they, they're a world-class example of the, the impact and, the, and real power of what private charity can do when it's not strangled by a government bureaucracy. And so I, at the end of the day, it is charity, whether you – Call it charity or not, it's it, if it's run through FEMA or if it's run through Convoy of Hope or things like Convoy of Hope, it's still charity. Question is who does a better job at administering it? And I think that I'd rather us not ramp up the um, expenditures out of FEMA. Yeah, and I I think that everyone should be going in. I know in Florida this has become a real big issue, and I don't know if this is something that we just let Florida have to continue to handle is the lack of available insurance apparently for homeowners in areas of Florida has become a point where people could lose everything. And uh, and that, you know, ultimately, how do we handle that as a country for any state that happens to be along, especially the Gulf Coast? I, I don't think that we hand, I don't think the federal government should play any role in that whatsoever. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. I'm, I'm you know, the you've heard the expression the wise man builds his house on the ground the foolish man builds his house on the sand and if you are foolish enough if you're going to take the risk to build a nice fancy home on the ocean and then you, you don't get to you don't get to benefit from the taxpayer dollars of others who don't have that nice beautiful home on the beach and and the risk for them to pay for your insurance I just I don't think that that's an appropriate function of government. I think if you want to if you want to risk and put your home on the beach and enjoy the views, you've got to pay the increased insurance premiums that that come with that increased risk. And the, what happened in Florida, as as conservative as that state is, they they still haven't figured out the insurance policies. And what they did years ago is they mandated that insurance companies basically. Equilibrium. They, they they weren't able to do a premium on homes that were on the on the ocean, and as a result, 
most insurance companies like American Family, all these kind of companies said, we're, okay, if, that, if you're going to tell us that, we, we're not going to do business in Florida. And so they left Florida. Then Florida created an insurance quasi-governmental monopoly called, uh, I think it's like consolidated insurance or something. And uh, so, and it really is a scenario where you have people that are living inland who are, have less risky um, homes are subsidizing the people that live on the beach. And I think it's not, I don't think it's ethical to do that. So there you go. So this week, uh, again, the drip drip of uh, Biden Inc. just keeps coming out to at one point where Joe Biden uh, basically basically has said that, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to an investigation into my son and uh, and which I actually kind of think he they threw made him say that just as any way to uh, play like they're innocent. Yeah, no, I think that the more we find out, it's just becoming worse and worse. Uh, this, the latest one is that the National Archives um, submitted from a FOIA request from the Southern Legal Foundation that they had at least 5,400 emails where Joe Biden had used pseudonyms or fake uh, names when he was sending emails. I, I don't, Peter, I don't know anybody that does that. I, I've never heard of an elected official who creates fake email accounts to that are that are used his his official from his official email especially and to, to do business i just i have never and the fact they know that of those 5400 that a good chunk of them more than 20 percent of them were sent between the, these pseudonym accounts and and hunter biden so i think it's pretty obvious we want we're going to we have requested a copy of these 5400 emails and obviously, they're going to try to block us as long as they can, but we're going to fight to get them. And, you know, the and this brings up another uh, another thing that has happened. And we have learned that, uh, and there are Republicans who are guilty of this as well, but uh, the two best-known people that seem to have used their campaigns as a way to enrich their families are Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders where essentially Mm -hmm. they build in that the ad agency that places all the ads for presidential campaigns, oh, Joe Biden's sister does that. Oh, uh, Bernie Sanders' wife does that. How can we get uh, away from this loophole uh, for uh, people to enrich family members as part of being uh, uh, through either a campaign or through their political office? Yeah, I, I would think that that would already be illegal. Um, I'm surprised that they they're able to get around those loopholes. I guess it's because because they think that the buyer. So when you when somebody places an ad, you you send the like when somebody places an ad for me as a political candidate, I'm sending my check to you. Like what? So when I'm buying an ad at KZRG, I I'm I'm sending a check to you guys, but then the people that I'm working through that are the advertiser agency. They do the way I understand it. There's a commission check that's sent to them. Correct. And so I, I guess that's what you're talking about is that the, the family member is getting the check. Yeah. They're getting the enumeration to, because of the, uh, you know, because of the, of the buy. So they have a shell company that is, uh, 
that's an agency that goes through, and if they buy TV ads or radio ads, whatever it is, through when it's buy through an agency, the agency sends money back uh, based on a, a certain percentage of that buy, which could turn into, you know, that's why Bernie Sanders, uh, a Bolshevik, uh, whose first job was at the age of 40, now owns has three homes. Yeah, well, that's pretty ridiculous, but... Um... You know, I, I don't need. I, I made a, I personally made a financial sacrifice to run for Congress, and it's sad that other people see it as a way to go to the, go to the ATM and make money. Um, but that's uh, definitely a loophole that I'm willing to look into. That's kind of crazy that that could happen. Yeah, no, it's just nuts. And I know you're not that out there. I know that you are, and I think we're very fortunate in Missouri is that uh, I think that our senators, I think that you and Alford, and I think are tremendous individuals that are doing it exactly for the right reasons. Uh, it's, uh, but, I, you know, unfortunately, we have had these uh, people who've been ensconced for a long time. They're just going to go out of their uh, way to go out and do, you know, and figure out loopholes to make themselves or their family members wealthy. And that's really sad. And thank you. By the way, have a great Labor Day weekend. Are you going to be on the lake? What are you doing? Yep, spending time with family this last week before we head back into the crazy house. And so, uh, yeah, it's uh, I do. It's been the weather is finally breaking, and it's beautiful weather. I, my wife and I, uh, sat outside last night, and uh, and, and the, the weather was cool, and watched and looked at the moon and the stars. It was great. No, it's just it's been beautiful the last several days. Let's uh, I, I I cherish these perfect days. So, Eric Burleson, have a great Labor Day weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Peter. You too, guys. Take care. All right, Eric Burleson, everybody. News Talk KZRG.